Okay. ABR. Right. Okay, we're on? Yeah, we're good. Okay, good. So today, what an exciting get for our first guest. I'm just, I could not be more excited to share Dr. Meg Cherry and um, her valuable words and knowledge and skills that with you she guys. Was, she exceeded my expectations by far and away. Great, perfect first guest. Yeah, so we're going to start off talking about creams. For your face. Right, right. Face creams. Yes. <laughs> what is your regimen with that regard, Dr. Laura? So I would love to say that I have a regimen because that would make me feel so like with it and like, you know, like I'm really on top of things for a, a woman my age. But I don't have the best regimen. Um, my mom has been telling me when you hit 30, you've got to start, you know, preventative and with you got to have creams and all of that. Um, so, but I would say in the past couple of years, I definitely don't leave the house usually, or at least I don't put makeup on without having a moisturizer and 99% of the time it has some kind of SPF in it. Mm -hmm. It's usually something I buy from like Target or something, but mm -hmm. it's not like the really inexpensive kind, but it's, it's Neutrogena, but it's like maybe their medium to top line Neutrogena. Right. So maybe like 20 bucks. Um, and then I try to wash my face every night, but I'm not great at doing that. I think I spend too much time flossing and brushing. <laughs> can't do it all. <laughs> I mean, the teeth are like 20 top year, tier. 20 year old teeth. They the skin are top is tier. like the mid 40s probably. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, you're looking good. Well, thanks. No I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of snuck into a regimen. There wasn't ever something that, like, I subscribed to. Like, here's your five-step program. But um, always wash my face before I go to bed. And probably since, I don't know, college, I've put on some sort of moisturizer in the morning. And in mid-30s, you sort of start to add a little bit to that so it didn't feel scary. Um a little bit of retinol, which we'll talk about during the episode for my nighttime regimen. And then daylight, I will put uh, something with a peptide in it. it, it that's like all you really need. moisturizer yeah. with peptides. Collagen and maybe some vitamin something. something. You didn't know you needed. Some yeah. sort of vitamins in there. Okay. All I can say is it's, it's more expensive than my olive oil moisturizer. Gotcha. Um, and I have no idea what it's doing or if it's doing it right but oh, oh it's working I, oh. I can tell those I peptides are showing <laughs> oh yeah you got peptides all <laughs> over your face oh I like it sounds good <laughs> so today enjoy Dr. Meg Cherry with Renew Dermatology um part one Part one out of many. Out of several. As um, we said, lots of knowledge, lots of information. We're super excited. Um, but this is part one. Facial creams, etc. Enjoy. What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips. A podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. We're here today with our first um, guest. You are our first guest. I'm excited to be your you first. You're so Ooh. honored, right? It's always good to be the first one. That's right. <laughs> um, Dr. Meg Cherry, dermatologist extraordinaire. This was an easy first <laughs> guest because she's so smart and beautiful and she's a mom and I was just super jazzed to pick your brain about 
all of this, like, I think first we're really interested in how you got to do dermatology. Like, tell us a little bit of the story leading up to this. So leading up to going into dermatology yeah. itself, um, I fell in love with dermatology early in medical school, and I really didn't want to because I knew it was competitive. In fact, they told us the first day of orientation, don't worry too much about your grades. Try to just learn as much as you can and stay a balanced person unless you want to do these five things. And dermatology <laughs> was one of those. So I really tried to keep an open mind and like everything else, but dermatology for me incorporated all of the surgical, medical, um, procedural aspects. So it was really a lot of different things all rolled in one. There's an element of family medicine where I see babies all the way up to my oldest patient has been 103. And um, I'll see a lot of moms and their kids together for different appointments. And even though you know, I'm less than a decade in in practice, I've seen kids grow up already where I was treating them for young children, things like eczema and then acne. And now they're graduating from high school and college. So that's been really fun. I love that part of it. That is cool. So you were intimidated, though, at first when you were like, oh, this is going to be hard. I was very <laughs> intimidated. I did not want to try and fail. Uh, is, that a, is that a thing for you? You don't like to try and – I mean, nobody likes to try and fail, but, like, is that a real big trigger for, like, stress? It oh, would definitely. be for me. Yes. Okay. I'm like, yes. I'm just, I think so, we're all probably a little bit similar in that way. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And at the time that I was applying, it was one in three applicants were accepted, and they were all – pretty smart going mm -hmm. into it so that was very intimidating so I tried to like everything else but I loved dermatology I actually really liked OBGYN it was probably my second favorite thing yes. coming <laughs> in second and I would have no doubt that you would succeed at all because the listeners don't know that we go back to college that's right and that's Dr. McCherry was the valedictorian if I'm not mistaken of our class at Birmingham Southern College mm -hmm. <sighs> It's a long Built time right ago. In from the beginning. Just five minutes ago. <laughs> You're 29 again. That's right. That's fine. That is very cool. And then what has been like the biggest surprise that you've had since you've really been able to do your own dermatology practice? What was surprising about the work? So when starting out in practice, I wasn't sure I wanted to do a lot of cosmetics. Um, and then I fell in love with that, in particular doing filler because it was art and that goes mm -hmm. back to Birmingham Southern and Birmingham Southern exposing me to a lot of that side of my brain and mm -hmm. taking a lot of art classes and art history and I think that really helped me when I started doing cosmetics and I just fell in love with it I like the balance I like doing like half medical and half cosmetic okay um, so that was really surprising when I first started out and then just got more and more involved in that that is fun and we will get to fillers later yeah. because that is a hot topic I'd love to dive into which makes me think of wrinkles yes. and sun damage and sort of tippy-toeing into the more, I think, kind of fun, fun. and juicy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, keeping ourselves where we are, trying to be our best selves, uh, not being necessarily a miracle worker because none of us want to be, like, scary-looking, like people who've gone too far with things. But what are some tangible non-surgical ways that people can try to wrinkle reduce over time so skincare is a very first step you know okay. having a good skincare is like going to the gym every day you don't just go and do 50 push-ups once a month and think that you're all set you've got to do a little bit every day and the number one thing for me for skincare is sunscreen mm -hmm. so a sunscreen of an SPF 30 on a daily basis is really good 
a lot of people will tell me that they have sunscreen in their makeup, but we know you have to put it on kind of like a pancake style makeup for that to really get the same SPF uh-huh. that's listed. So even if you have sunscreen in your makeup, you should be wearing a moisturizer with at least an SPF 30. The next step, and I would start this at least in by mid-20s, like 25 would be the recommendation for that, is doing something with a Retin-A or a Retinol in it. And again, this is a daily thing. You want to do it every night. But what that will do is keep your collagen intact so that as you age, your skin doesn't thin as much and thicker skin doesn't wrinkle as easily. Mm-hmm. It also keeps the dead skin cells off the surface of, of your face, and so you don't have as much of that dull look to the face. It reflects light more evenly when you're using a retinol. So it's just good for the health of your skin. What's the difference between a Retin-A and a Retinol? So Retin-A is a very commonly known brand of a retinoid. Okay. (laughs) There are different alcohols in how a retinol is made and a retinoid, but they convert in the skin to basically the same thing. Okay. The question is, are you penetrating deeply enough with certain retinols the way you would with a retinoid and how much irritation there is? Okay. So this is... A little oversimplification, but prescriptions are retinoids and over-the-counter are retinols Okay, Okay. with some newer uh, discrepancies in that. But for the most part, prescriptions are retinoids and non-prescriptions are retinols. Cool. I'm like a low-maintenance kind of person when it comes to makeup and creams and stuff. So is it okay to do a sunscreen-retinol combo, like one cream that has them both? So ideally, you would use your retinol at night, so that would be your morning and your night. Mm -hmm. But I love a good combination Mm -hmm. cream. And the next step is doing an antioxidant if you're going up the ladder. And you can start that at any age, but I kind of consider that by your 30s starting an antioxidant. And there are a few different ones, and you would probably love one called um, IntelliShade that Revision makes. Mm -hmm. That is a sunscreen, is a moisturizer, it has a tint. It comes in a matte and an original, so you, it's kind of like your makeup okay. with really strong antioxidants in it as well. Ooh. So if you want one simple step in the morning, mm-hmm. that's a good one to cover most of your bases. You still need your retinol at night, okay. but that's kind of bringing it down to just two. two. I it, can handle two. It's so easy. I said the same <laughs> thing when I saw her. I was like, I'm not high maintenance. <clears throat> I'm not going to do yeah. a four-step process because you know all these like commercials about these things and the big department stores that have these like here are your five steps of your good skincare and I was like that's never gonna happen yeah and very easily Dr. Cherry was able to say like okay here's what you're gonna do and she mentioned the IntelliShade shade that it's I just could I call it my tinted moisturizer basically but it's got a bunch of good things for my skin in it mm-hmm. and so I've been using that every morning weekends that's all I put on oh, weekdays yeah. I put that on and put on the blush and the powder and all that fun stuff and then at nighttime Wash the face. You probably have some really smart choices for face wash, but I just use my good old Neutrogena face wash, and then I get out and put on a moisturizer and then my Retin-A, or backwards, whichever way that comes out of my drawer at the time. And it's been really easy. Like, it didn't really change my life at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. I didn't know you were doing all this. I'm doing it. (laughs) I started really slow on the retin uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, and did like a whole year on the lowest one because I just like I'm so baby stepped and then I bumped it up to the now the middle the 0.5 and then I'm going to do a long time on that because I just like slow and easy and then see and in a matter of time I'll have 10 years with that on board that's right just um, easy peas I realized that I've now been doing growth factors for like eight years 
and it just kind of caught up with me. I was like, oh, I've been doing this consistently every day yeah. for eight years. So that's the next thing that I consider on my ladder. So it's sunscreen, retinol, antioxidants, and growth factors. And as you go up that ladder, cost is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And at some point, there's a limiting in what you're going to be able to see. So the more damage you have and the more reversal, the more you're going to get out of doing all of those things. So doing a growth factor in your 20s is probably a bit much, but for somebody who really wants to do absolutely everything that they can topically, adding one in is good. And my favorite one is, um, I actually use a combo for that as well because it comes in a double pump, but it's the Skin Medica's TNS Essential Serum. And that's been the gold standard for a long time in growth factors. So it does come by itself as an individual product, but if you want extra antioxidants, you can get that one in a double pump. So that's a one-step thing. And then your sunscreen moisturizer on top of that, and you're good to go. You're all set. Mm -hmm. What about eye cream? My mom swears that I should be doing eye cream. So eye creams are usually a little bit on the pricier side, and there is a big array and ones that are effective in what they'll do. So um, I definitely recommend using a daily eye cream, and if you want things for prevention, it can help. There's some that help with dark circles. They help with reflection. There are others that help more with elasticity. I don't know that there's one perfect eye cream, but the few brands that um, are good, if you are going with one of those true doctor-grade type products, you're probably getting a pretty good product. Um, The one I personally use is Elastin's under eye, and I actually use it above the eye too because it helps with the elasticity all the way around. Mm Mm-hmm. So the little fine lines that start right under your eye, and that's kind of the first aging sign for me at least, mm-hmm. that is great for elastic tissue. So I love that one. Um, when it's more dark circles, I like the Skin Medica's Illuminating because it gives off a, a brightening and it actually reflects the light. And then Color Science makes this product. They're the same one that make that powdered sunscreen. Mm-hmm. But they make one. It's, it is an eye cream. It's not as dramatic as far as what it's doing for anti-aging. But it has a cover-up and a reflector, and it's an SPF 35. So you can put it all the way around your eyes and get up to the lash line, and you're getting some protection as well as reflecting away a lot of the dark circles. Awesome. So I do that combo. I do the elastin and then the total eye every day. Wow. Okay. I'm way behind in that category. Mom, I think you're right on that one. Step it up. (laughs) Mom's right again. So is, does that kind of round about our, like, non-invasive creams, tools in the toolbox? Not that we are all trying not to become the grandma on Moana because we all want <laughs> to talk to the stingrays, but just to be our best selves as we grow and mature in Right. So world. that's kind of a simplification of those are the categories. And skincare is really confusing because there's so many things out there. But those categories in that order of importance um, is what I would say is a good rounding out for your daily skincare. Cool. And people can just touch base with their dermatologists to kind of give them more cues on which lane to pull in for them. Exactly. Cool. Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.